The car you drive every day should be fun. But it has to do the boring stuff too, like commute, be affordable, and haul your groceries. You can have both, and we'll help you find it. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Well, look at us. We're back. And it's a whole new year, 2017. I'm not sure. I, I'm i a little shocked that we're here already, but we're at 2017. I forget which podcast number this, this is. Do you know? This is 157. And yes, Happy New Year, everyone. It's a fresh new year. We're back. Yeah, it's it's actually been crazy for both of us to be off last week. We actually took the week between Christmas and New Year's off. And I kept kind of almost waiting up in a cold sweat, like, wait, we got a podcast. No, no, we're not podcasting <laughs> right, this week. Right. We're good. But we are back now. We're excited about it. And we wanted to spend this podcast kind of a we, – we called it this last year, too, kind of a state of the show. It's a, it's a catch-up on what's going on with the show. And we're actually posting this on YouTube for the first time in place of our FAQ. It's going to be on there in the place of that. So all of you that watch us only on YouTube, don't listen to the podcast normally, can hear a kind of a detailed catch-up of what was 2016 and what is 2017 going to be. So that's the intention for this whole episode. Yeah, we usually have posted an FAQ, so the Frequently Asked Questions video every year. And this year, Todd and I decided to not and address those questions on the podcast. Even though we didn't call out for questions, we have so much to share Mm -hmm. with you. And as Todd said, we're going to start by looking backwards at 2016 and what a year that was. And then uh, we've got a lot to share about our plans for 2017. So this is going to be pretty interesting and different for us because we've never really recapped the show on the podcast. We've always done it with specific questions on TV or on mm. camera, I guess. Um, you know, Certainly, so. yeah. On YouTube, you, wouldn't, you haven't seen anything like this done before. That's true. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So what did you, uh, where did you want to dive in? Well, gear. We uh, have always uh, had an eye towards gear, and uh, you know, we, okay. got, we got a new drone, so we upgraded our gear and have been yes. starting to play with that, and uh, mm-hmm. quite impressive. So we're slimming down, make us more portable and maneuverable and all that kind of stuff as we yeah, continually <laughs> set aside money if we can to upgrade gear. We're always thinking about that, of course, for uh, you know, streamlining things. Well. True, but our gear, I mean, let's be honest, our gear has gotten worked hard and all of it. I mean, I think our our newest pieces of gear are still four or five years old at this point. And if you know anything yeah. about production gear and how fast technology is moving, some of that stuff means it's pretty ancient and ready to be retired. And you and I are both, I think, chasing the same thing. We're chasing better quality and smaller packaging if we can do both. And I think it's funny because the filmmaker in me goes, what's the biggest, nicest camera with the greatest lens I can get? That's the filmmaker in <laughs> right. me. But right. then you and I have to haul it around. Sometimes around the globe, we have to haul it around, yeah. let alone just the weight of it getting it out of our cars. And also car mounting. Uh, the reason GoPros get used so much by people outside of cars, which we don't do. We put them in the car but not outside. It's just because they're so easy to mount and not get shake. You get a bigger camera. You introduce shake, it's really hard to hard mount it. So we're trying to walk that line because we want good quality. But a you know a 10-pound camera is like, why would I get that? Even yeah. though the image quality oh, yeah. is great, there's just no point. So, yeah, I, I yeah. hear you on that. We're, we're doing some more upgrading. I need to go through all of our gear and beat on it and the throwaway yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff and mm-hmm. see what we need. But, uh, yeah, it's just I'm so excited for this year, to be honest. I mean, we had the break. It was actually nice. And Todd and I thought about uh-huh. continuing to podcast through the week of rest between Christmas and New Year's. But we just thought – a break would be good. I think it would be good for everybody. And so we're excited to share a whole bunch of stuff. By the yeah. way, everyone, CES is coming up. I will be there at the CES show in Las Vegas. That is January 5th through the 8th, 2017. And if you're around, if yeah. you're there, I'd love to say hi. Send us a tweet, something like that, and uh, we'll figure mm-hmm. out how to meet up. Perfect. But uh, I'm going to be there tweeting like mad and uh, hopefully taking in um, a lot of interesting new tech in the autonomous and electric car realm which will be fun. I'm really, really looking forward to that. So, Well, we have our, our one-year anniversary of debating the Faraday future car is coming up this week. <laughs> we have to debate it again when they release Slagging whatever they're it, going to release. Debating it. In the midst of... Well, but in the midst of all they're doing, I mean, this is this even more so than last year's CES. I mean, when this when this podcast comes out that Tuesday, it will have come out a few hours before they do this year's reveal. So we're going to certainly have to talk about it for our next podcast and talk mm-hmm, about yeah. you know debrief it like we did last year, just to talk about what is this reveal and is does it work and all of that because they've been all over the the, the tweet uh, world talking about how they're about to blow everybody's mind. You've set a big bar for yourself. And in about 24 hours after we record this, we will know the reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, let's just dive right into the questions that we have asked ourselves here. 
about uh, 2016. As we said, we're, we're looking backwards for a little bit, but stick around on this podcast because there's a lot of interesting, cool, amazing stuff for 2017. But first, I want to just dive into the surprises. Looking back on mm. the year, the things that surprise you the most, I, I, I love this question because there's actually quite a bit of stuff we could choose from, uh, at least for me. Sure, sure. And good or bad. Yeah. I, I'd say good or bad. You know, what uh, what struck you? What stood out from the year in, in I guess, any, any category? Podcasting? Sure. Well, I actually had I, had I had two. I had two. And that is, you know, 2016 was a big shift for us in adding the adventures reality of the show. And actually, you guys coming to us and going, you wanted to do adventures with us. And, and, and since we started the concept of the show, here's a frightening stat. Uh, Ten years ago, 2017 was when we actually started the concept for the show, started shooting our first things. That's how crazy this is as, as an anniversary. Wow. But when we first were talking about it, we talked about not only reviewing cars that the average person could do, but also like car driving experiences that are unique that the average person could do. You guys brought that full circle for us with really pushing for us to do the pilgrimage uh, trip and to do track days. And I was genuinely surprised at the response of both of those events. Surprised at the great response of the Chicago track to how much fun we had doing a podcast live, all of that. And then surprised by how not only how well, but how well received the pilgrimage trip was. That was, don't get me wrong, not surprised because I didn't think it was possible, but surprised because it exceeded any expectations I brought into both events. Yeah, I, I will tack onto that. And I'll just say I'm surprised at how smoothly that trip came off. And I think everybody who went, all of you listening that went on the trip, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that it just really came off more smoothly than Todd and I anticipated because we were looking at this trip as the shakedown run, the figure yeah, it out, yeah, okay, true. that went wrong, true. we'll try something different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And nothing major really came about, and we're thrilled with that. We did put yeah, a lot of planning yeah. into it, of course, so that definitely helped. Oh, yes. But uh, I was just thrilled to do it, and then the amount of response – I mean, now that we've gone and then, you know, people mm -hmm. seeing the results yeah. of the trip and, you know, everybody wanting to go who said, yeah, 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 I want to go. This year isn't the year. Guess what, everyone? It's 2017. <laughs> this is your year. Here's your year. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's very true. It is happening again. But that was the thing. It was a nice confirmation of those ideas and the execution of it. And, of course, we are going to be making tweaks for this year's trip. But uh, – but they were tweaks where it was like, how can we make it better? Because you're right. I, I kept kind of holding my breath waiting for the what's the unexpected thing. And thankfully, because you and I had gone the year prior, that helped us kind of know we were getting into. But it really did. It worked wonderfully, and the folks that went loved it. And, and that counts for Chicago as well. I mean, we feel like we made some genuine friends at our Chicago track day. Went from you know people that were audience members that came to say hello to people that we walked away saying, you're a friend of ours, which was really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a really nice surprise. It was a great – and it was also an endorsement of what we do to talk to people and thank you to those of you that came out to talk to people about why they like the show what they look for from the show and to see that to have you have you guys share with us that what we're trying to do is actually coming across that's nice so that that was awesome <laughs> for me yeah and you know just track time alone i always oh of course track time is excellent yeah. so yeah, that was well. Uh, Caterham six twenty R. I mean, come on, Matt throws that down, or we we actually went and bullied Matt. That's actually the better way to put that. But uh, anyway, we got to get in that car, which is still great. Yeah, that's funny. I put that as my surprise for both of our, those trips. I'm oh okay, somewhat of a spontaneous guy. I will say, in general, I'm more of a make a plan and execute the plan. But there's every so often that these surprises come along, and for both of these trips, it was the Caterham. And the Lotus of Aura mm. 400 that we pulled off for mm. the pilgrimage trip. Yeah. Driving That's both great. those cars, I did not foresee that. It was really a pleasant surprise to, to drive both those cars and experience something totally different than, mm. you know, some of the, the press cars that we get here in the U.S. But, uh, yeah, those are my biggest surprises that tied right into those trips, um, which was, yeah, it was just amazing thinking back. That's cool. That's cool. And I have to say another surprise for me, and that was the response to Icon, honestly, mm. has been a surprise. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. this was our fourth feature film. So we have Golly. kind of trackable metrics that. for how these films do. You know, it, what, yeah, it's been a ton of work. But we yeah. have trackable metrics for how these films do. And Icon has vastly exceeded any expectation that we had. Thank you, guys, by the way. Thank you immensely 
you know, because we have a film kind of in every style. We have the the 50 Years of 9-11 film, which is very similar to the Icon film. Right, right. We have the Mid-Inches of Mountains, which kind of feels like, I mean, this isn't a great analogy, but it's the best I can come up with. It kind of feels like one of those Top Gear special adventure things. It's kind of that. Yeah. And then we have the Pilgrimage film, which is part documentary and part just travel log, which a lot of you really like. So we have kind of three different variations, and... You know, any other film we made, we could fall on one of those variations as, okay, here's the metrics of how this is going to do. Icon said, no, 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 I'm going to pave my own way and has been wildly successful compared to the other films in the same time frame, which I'm thrilled by. And the response from you guys has been wonderful. That was a genuine happy surprise. I I thought it was going to be, hey, I'm glad we did this. It will pay for itself. I mean, I could see the metric and it went, nope, blew it out of the water. Yeah, yeah. For three weeks, we were just amazed at the sales, especially online on Vimeo. And Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, just really, really cool to see. And I will add my thanks to all of you for supporting us. And, you know, it was fun to get into BMWs and something totally different and drive all these cars. And again, thanks to all the guys who participated and lent us their cars. We're, yeah, I, I still can't believe it's our fourth film. I just... I'm amazed. <laughs> it just seems like we just did the 9-11 film for some Yeah, it reason. does. It doesn't feel like that was th- that many years ago. I totally agree with you. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it doesn't feel like that was four films ago, and yet here we are. Well, you're very right. Well, this is a good transition, speaking of films, into what was the favorite film that we made in 2016. Mm. And this doesn't okay. have to be the film as far as the feature length, like an icon film. No, I know what you mean. It can yeah. be, you know, any length of film that we created. And uh, I'm curious to hear what you came away with. What was your favorite to make? Uh, wow. I almost want to hand this one to you first. But Okay. I'm, um, I'm happy to, to, uh, to dive in. All right. Yeah, well, then, then dive in. I th- I, I've got one I think, I think is probably the one that fits that criteria. But, but uh, yeah, what was yours? Well, I will say I, I really liked how Icon turned out. I really had a lot of fun doing that, especially because we spread Agreed. it over a number of days. If that wasn't obvious, we shot it on multiple days. But the one that really stands out was Justin's cars, his Mustang huh. GT350 and the Boss 302 shoot. I really loved doing that because, uh, yeah, for a number of reasons. We had called out the Boss 302 as a car that both of us would put in our garage that we really dug. And then the GT350 comes along and the road that we found and the the overall style of the film and how it turned out and the fact that it is a really relevant comparison that I don't think anybody else has really done. I I just really enjoyed doing that. Justin, it was such a pleasure working with you and and meeting you. And, Mm -hmm. of course, his Mm -hmm. hospitality was second to none. And uh, it was just so great. You know – I, I, it's funny because again, you and I didn't go through our list ahead of time. Uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think that was the the most fun shoot of the year hmm. because something about it. It just you know it was one of those things where we took chance along because chance had said to us <laughs> he'd said to us about, about six months before we got that car on camera as our resident Mustang guy. He said, guys, seriously, <laughs> right. if you're gonna do the GT350, I have to go along. And we were like, yeah, I can see that point. So we took chance with us. We went to the Bay Area. And uh, and Justin had both those cars, which is already a huge find. And, yeah, the road was such a surprise. The road going south out of Livermore was such a surprise. I mean, it was one of those things where we scouted it you know, on maps the same way we always do. And yet it still exceeded what we expect, expected for that road. It was easy to shoot. It was a, it was one of those roads I felt, felt like where just getting to drive it was awesome, let alone to drive it and shoot it. Oh, yeah. Which was great. And because we had two cars over two days, it wasn't a shoot that was stressful. I mean, every shoot has stressful moments, but this was just mostly we've got plenty of time to get this done. Justin was, as you said, very generous. And it was just a fun shoot that turned out well. I agree with you on that. I think i got to back your play and say that is the one. Well, plus the highlight, you know, we rented a GMC Terrain, which I got to grind into dust and do burnouts yes, in the parking lot. I mean, so that's clearly – well, and I, and I drove it harder than any human on the planet has driven that car on a canyon road. I mean, I was chasing those Mustangs for all I was worth. Yeah. The, the tires and I were not friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. It when, was, when you're uh, going it was around cool. a corner and the tires are squealing so badly it feels like you've got the windows down, that's when you know you're oh. pushing it. That's, that's the deal. Yeah. That's the situation. Man, I just I, – I think I liked it the most because of the time of year. I mean I love 
gosh, I, I love all the seasons. Sounds trite, but springtime, I love springtime. There's just such promise in the air for new things and new stuff and you know, getting all philosophical over there, yeah. A little bit, but it was springtime and well, but it, was, it wasn't too hot yet and it was just it was nice. It's great. Well, but it was that it was that for us here in Utah, it was that springtime where here in Utah it was still cold and snowy. But in California, it was perfect. It yeah. was that everything yeah, yeah. has just bloomed. It was, yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. And and just a shout out to Justin's wife as well because it was very funny. We always do. Look, we're we're overgrown uh, college guys when we go on these shoots. We just uh, we'll, we'll roll into a grocery store and throw some pre-made sandwiches at a, at a cart and go, yeah, that's fine. Grab some water, leave, fine. Right, right. Uh, I'm not exactly sure still how he talked us into this, but Justin and his wife insisted that she go shopping for day two. You know what it may have been? It may have been that Justin looked at the food we brought day one and went, that's not happening again. He went, so I'm anyway, not eating um, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, so his his amazing wife went and shopped for us for day two, and it felt like catering because, first off, we didn't buy any of it. So it was kind of like it was like a birthday present, opening the lunch bag, be like, oh, she bought that too. Oh, look, these sandwiches are great. I mean, she actually <laughs> went out and went, what should they really eat? And went out and bought that. And we at lunchtime was just like this party. It was like, hey, this is really nice. We need a catering department because this is not how we shop for shoots. So yeah, that was even, even that was a nice surprise. Yeah. Oh man, the cookies were great. The sandwiches were delicious. It just made everything Somehow. better. Sorry, somehow I've I've dragged this podcast into what did we have for lunch? Literally, that's where I've dragged us. I'm sorry about that. In fact, let me let me try to wrench us back to what we really do. Uh, working off of that question, so what was what would you say was your hard? What was the hardest shoot for you? And and it can be for whatever reason. What do you think was the hardest shoot for you for 2016? I think I know which one it was, but I'm going to uh, ask you anyway. Okay. What do you think the hardest shoot was? Okay, well you probably know, but everybody else probably doesn't. And the hardest shoot for me was the Focus RS Showdown. Okay. If you haven't seen that, I encourage you to watch it. That is all four cars on camera, all the usual suspects driving with the Focus RS. And Todd and I continually ask ourselves, when we read an article in, the, in magazines about the some mm -hmm. new whatever yeah. hot car, and writers refer to its competitors without them being on the shoot or having driven them within a day... We're wondering to ourselves, yeah. Yeah. why, how can you compare? How can you remember? Everybody's driven so mm -hmm. many cars at that point. How can you exactly yeah. remember yeah. and talk about the dynamics in comparison to each other? And so for, for good reasons, we got to do all the back-to-back -back seat time. But the number one thing that made that shoot hard was the heat. It was yeah. over yeah. 100 degrees for two days straight. And... You know, of course, great weather, and the tires are nice and grippy on hot roads. But uh, <laughs> the location... That was the plus side. You're right. Man, we were way out in the sticks. And what was also hard was getting all those cars together for the shoot because it's difficult to find a stock Mitsubishi Evo 10, not to mention <laughs> find one in the press fleet. And thank goodness yeah. they still had one kicking around in the press fleet mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they just thought, well... You know, nothing more for 2016. We might as well just hang on to this one. It was really beat yeah. down and driven hard. It was. But at it was. least they had it. And then there's the timing. And, and I think that's the other reason why a lot of journalists give up trying to put the comparison thing together. Unless you're mm -hmm. Motor Trend, which you can pretty much bully your way into getting all the cars out of the press fleet. You can just drain the, the press fleet with a phone call. <laughs> like, I need all those cars. You can have all those cars. Oh, yeah, keep man. Going. But, uh, you know, when we call, it's it's difficult to do the scheduling. And as you probably know, that Focus RS was not a press car. That was privately owned. Mm -hmm. Michael, thank you again for your generosity. Definitely, definitely. I hope you're really friends with your car at this point and really loving it. He's uh, had almost, uh, well, just over half a year to really break it in and do some hard driving. So hopefully his... Uh, He's loving his purchase, but it was brand new car, so we wanted to, you know, be completely respectful of. Okay, it's your brand new baby. We get it, but we need to drive it. We need to drive it hard. And yet, <laughs> <laughs> thank um, you, and we we respect it. And how, gosh, when can I have the keys? Yes, it's all bad. I, I hear you. The Subaru radiator bubbled over. The heat was wilting all of us. It was well, hard to was just the keep thing. the it energy was... levels up. You know how the sun just drains you when you're just yeah. in the sun constantly. So it was just a was slog of, to get through. We we love doing it, it of course, yeah. but 
it was an amazing it, it was an amazing shoot in just about every other way but the, you're right the lead up was incredibly hard and the weather was brutal in that heat i mean michael to his credit because he wasn't having to shoot to his credit he would find whatever car we we weren't working with and he would take it for a drive and blast the air conditioner because <laughs> he was just trying to defend himself from the fact that we were somewhere melting along with the interior plastics of every car trying to Gosh. get it shot and yeah it was it was very hard in that regard i uh, i will i will back your play on that one too i also won't go into details but you i remember you personally had a really hard day when we shot this is this is so ironic when we shot the gts versus the m2 Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were having one of those. And I won't go into details, but you were having one of those days where you know how you as a person just have a bad day. It's yep. just that yep. happens, and then that happens, and then that happens. <laughs> you happen to have that day for your calendar year on the day we were shooting the M2 and the GTS. Yeah, and so just about every time we turned around, you were just having another one of those moments. And 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 Chance and I recognized we were just like Paul has somehow settled into that groove, and this is going to be his bad day for the year. And the mishap day for the year. And yet we're shooting those two cars. Oh, my gosh. That was a yeah. hard one to get in the can because we were just trying to stay <laughs> ahead of, oh, well, of course that happened kind of day. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Stepping in hot, sticky gum at the side of the road and then not knowing it and getting out on the inside of your car. and Yeah, yes. just of course. Yeah, that was the other thing is that, of on. course, when the, the moment you step, that was that's just one highlight that tells people the kind of things that happened. You know, yeah. None of us were chewing gum, by the way. None of us were chewing gum. Yeah. We were in the middle of nowhere. Somehow, Paul happened to find the still perfectly <laughs> sticky, moist piece of gum on the side of the road where where no one has been. Yeah. I don't even know how this piece of gum – and you happened to then – I mean, it almost would have been better if you then would have had, happened to get into the M2 because at least that was a press car. No, no. Yeah. You got into your own car, yeah. the GTS, and proceeded to ruin the floor mat. Yeah. And that was just – that was – Honestly, we at that point in the day rough. you weren't there, but at that point in the day, Chance and I were now laughing because it was just like, of course that just happened. Of course you yeah. stepped in the only piece of gum for a hundred mile radius. Exactly. Of course you did. <laughs> that was a rough day. That was rough. It was, man. But we got through it. We got a great piece out of it. <laughs> we and that's actually that's almost that was that almost is tied for me with the uh, the Mustang piece for favorite film of the year because I really liked that one. I liked how it turned out. Come yeah. on, driving those two cars together. That was a great day. Um, yeah, I mean, interesting, you interesting know, pairing there. looking at the cars, it's sort of like, how can you be bummed or down or, you know, beat down about anything? But, you know, all those things, all the shoot realities. So, uh, happy to be past it. Happy. We got a great piece out of it. And, uh, yes, we did. Nice memory we to did, look back yeah. and look at the film and not remember <laughs> sticky gum ruining the interior. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Oh, what else? Uh, favorite road that we drove on? This year, what mm. was your favorite? That's a good Curious. one. That's a good one. Uh, actually, yeah, I, I've got a couple. I've got a couple. Um, um, one I actually haven't even told you about yet. I, I realized this minute I haven't told you about when when I when I ejected from all everyday driver duties post icon and thank you again, Chance, for stepping in. Uh, my wife and I just escaped for a couple of days. We went to Vegas. We just kind of laid low and and uh, we just we ate well and slept well and just did a whole lot of nothing. It's it's yeah. it's I did less in those few days than I've done in months, <laughs> Good. which is which was wonderful. So healthy. But I actually, I, I, one day, because of course it's now completely snowed in in Utah and we have no good driving roads. The best driving roads are now snowed in. And I wanted to take a drive that didn't have a purpose. I just wanted to take a drive. And I wanted to take a drive on a road in the Vegas area I hadn't driven before as kind of a shoot, just location scout. I looked okay. at it online, but I was just like, is this a good road? So I did the road around the northern edge of the Lake Mead uh, area. Oh, really? Uh, my wife and I. We did. We did Turo. Oh. We rented a uh, a nine nine one nine eleven convertible, and we did that road through Turo, and it was a fantastic drive. It was a oh, fantastic that's drive. awesome! Oh, that sounds good brilliant. scenery. <laughs> yeah, good scenery seems like a good possible shoot location. I don't know if we're going to pull that off, but good shoot location, great road to just drive. Um, thoroughly enjoyed that, and and she enjoyed it as well. We went rather quickly a few times, um, which she has a serious love hate relationship with that reality. When I do that, because uh, she know she loves me and she trusts me, but yet she's not a girl that really likes to be driven quickly in a car. She'd yeah. like to drive a car quickly herself. Yes, it's a control issue. I fully acknowledge yeah. it is. Yeah. This is my wife, but um, yeah, but we had we had a lot of fun. It was a great drive. It was just it, and it was a nice. Because I couldn't do it in Utah right now, 
That was the thing about it. That yeah, was nice. right. It's just like this is a brand new road. I'm discovering this road. Every corner is new, which doesn't happen a lot on a lot of roads for us that we shoot because we know them. Uh, so it was that. That was one of them. I have another one, but I'm curious what you had in this area. Wow, 991 convertible. That sounds like the right choice. Yeah, well, Man. I just, I wanted, here's the thing. There were other options. There were other options that I candidly was a little more excited about. They're also more expensive. But, uh, but that felt like the one that was like, I will enjoy driving that and my wife will enjoy riding in it. Totally. Like, that, yeah. That's the right, that's the right mix. Cause I wanted, I didn't want, I mean, look, there was actually an Alpha 4C I could have rented and I was very tempted, but it was A, quite a bit more expensive. And B, I thought, okay, I'm going to enjoy driving that again. But my wife is going to be like, okay, how long are we doing this? You know, I mean, <laughs> when you know, are we getting there? Riding as the, the passenger in the Alpha 4C is not really something you want to do more than about 20 minutes. So, uh, yeah, that was, the, that was the compromise in my mind. And come on, that's not a bad compromise. Not at all. All right. Well, my road was the ones we've already mentioned is the uh, Northern California roads that go south of Livermore, California. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed yeah. that because it was new ground for both of us. And it was yes. springtime. Again, it wasn't too hot. The roads were perfect. A lot of greenery. It was fairly deserted. I mean, there was light traffic, but we never ran into a lot of heavy traffic. We did mm-hmm. get yeah. uh, somebody way up in the canyons blasting Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey or something while we were doing something. our closing yes. stand-ups, which was really great. It was great. <laughs> Thank God our actual love mics <laughs> didn't pick that up and just picked up us because our on-camera mics pretty much just got what sounded like ice cream uh, truck music in the background during the entire stand-up. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all the roads that we're driving and scouting around in there were just really refreshing. I mean, we've driven a lot of the Typical Southern California roads, all the fun driving roads there, quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, sure, you know, yeah. a lot of the Northern Cal stuff we haven't really touched on yet. And and it was pretty exciting to have the nice weather and and uh, yeah. do those roads. So those were my favorite. And we had a couple of the you know right cars to do it with. And it was just great. That whole shoot, I just was happy. I loved it. Yeah. So. Well, I have to say, I have to add another one. And that is, uh, now look. All the driving we did for the Icon film was wonderful. Great cars, oh, yeah. Yeah, some yeah. of our favorite roads in Utah. That It's hard to not put that on the list. However, the day that we had the 1M and the M2, we were up <laughs> on this, this road called Mirror Lake Highway, which is a fantastic road through the northeastern uh, corner of Utah. It actually goes, if you think about the box that's cut out of the corner of Utah, it kind of goes right up the center of that box and, and actually punches out into Wyoming if you go far enough. But it goes over about a 10,000-foot uh, peak, and it's an amazing high-speed road. Now, it gets a lot of summer traffic. So it's not a road where you're just – it's a free-for-all. But we were there on a weekday, which helped immensely. And it's a great road. We had perfect weather. It's a very different visual look. If you haven't seen Icon yet, uh, we'd love for you to see this. But the, every every two cars, we changed location as well. We wanted to vary up the locations. So we had those two cars – we're the only ones were up at that location, which is a really fun driving road. When you catch it in the right conditions, we had the right conditions, and then we had two cars we really enjoyed that we were that were close competitors that we kept jumping back and forth in. And I was just like, this is a highlight day for the year for yeah. sure. Yeah, chasing each other and doing ridiculously high speeds on fun roads. It well, was. And awesome. it was it was one of those days when either one of us got out of either car just laughing. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? We just – it wasn't like I have a big pro- – because a lot of times we'll get out of a car. We're instantly into a conversation. We would get out of a car that day and just laugh because we were like, yeah. look at where we are and look at what we're doing. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. We were having one of those days where it was the greatest job in the world. And that's just awesome. I, I have to bring that up. That was cool. I really enjoyed that too. Man, good memories. All right. Well, uh, what else? Favorite comments? Uh, I'm curious if you had anything oh. in the comment section or anything from – that can include Facebook as well, Facebook messages or sure. Twitter stuff. I've got uh, a discussion that I want to mention, which is – Oh, okay. Always comes I, I up. definitely want you to – cool. I definitely want you to cover that. Uh, I'm not going to call anybody out specifically. <laughs> I know I called somebody out specifically last year, but I just want to kind of give some overarching comments. And that is, I have to say, look, this sounds weird, but I have to say, on those days when the, because this show is amazingly fun to make. It's also a lot of work. And as you know, anything you do that's a lot of fun, but you put a lot of work into it, some days it feels like work. Yeah. And then if you add kind of the trolley YouTube reality, sometimes it feels like this is a lot of work. And why am I doing this again? The bright spot (laughs) in all of that is, is, is two things. Genuinely, it's two things. I love reading conversations that you guys send via Facebook or, or uh, our email address 
that, that just people writing in and writing in about the show, writing in about, here's what I like about you guys, here's what's working, and even sometimes, here's what's working, and candidly, guys, here's what's not. I like those conversations, too. That's just, it's nice to feel the real engagement versus just the YouTube trolley comments, and we don't get lots of those, candidly, but it is nice to have that. And then the other thing is, there is such encouragement for us in the uh, the iTunes comments, and I'll, this is a perfect place to put it. If you haven't commented yet on the podcast, we love your comment, we love your review, but reading those reviews is a real endorsement of, okay, what we're trying to get across is getting out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I'm not going to call any specifically, but those that's the nice thing I see in those reviews and comments is just going, okay. And also, from some of those comments, we have refined the show, too. I mean, there, I feel, feel like there were comments in there that led us to adding Facebook questions to the show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It, it helps us refine things, too. But hearing uh, people's interaction is really helpful. I didn't call anybody out specifically as well. Mine are more overarching for a theme here. But back to the Cayman GTS and M2 shoot. And okay. specifically the discussion centered around the PDK versus manual transmissions. Mm, and okay. we've talked about this ad nauseum up one side and down the other, as you know. But it's, it, it has still fascinated me all year long, continues to do so. Reading people's comments and which car is better. And it just mm-hmm. seems like you can always tell the folks that have not driven one or the other. And focusing on mm, transmissions sure. alone. Sure. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. saying, oh, the mm-hmm. M2 is more of the collector car or the Cayman GTS rules or on and on and on. Fine. Yeah. You know, tastes great, less filling, tastes great, less filling. Back and forth, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but this, uh, the PDK versus a manual. And I think to myself, we love the manual. It's so expressive, of course. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then people who slag on dual clutch transmissions in general, they're so good now, it's difficult yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, to criticize them because now we're talking about specific use cases, you know, for track use. Fantastic. You'll beat manual transmission drivers all day long. You'll drive circles around yeah, them. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, just for pleasure cruising and pleasure driving. And I I have lived with the car now for just over half a year. The driving season has yeah. ended, of course, as you said. Yeah. But uh, we'll call it six months. And I'm not unhappy with the PDK. As a matter of fact, the more people that see the car and ask me, hey, well, what is it? Is it PDK? And I say, well, yeah, it is. And they say, oh, that's the right choice. Isn't it great? And I say, <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. I love it. You can do so much with it. And it's so expressive in different ways. And I'm, I'm not unhappy. I'm very happy with it. And uh, anyway, I just have enjoyed those comments. Mm. They're my favorite for you know, sort of what people think. And it, again, you can always yeah. tell yeah, who's yeah. driven what. Ah, you've never driven a really good dual clutch transmission lately, have you? Uh-huh. Yeah. You need to go do that before you comment and then come back and we'll see what you have to say. If you still feel sure. that way, wonderful. That's great. But I, I'm well, just enjoying the continual mashup. You know, it's just so funny to me. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> well, what certainly has happened now, and, and you know what, those similar comments happen on our um even our Focus RS piece that compares those four cars, and we didn't have a DSG uh, Golf R. We didn't want one for that shoot. There's there's guys that love that DSG that will pop up on the other side of the equation and be like, oh, you should have had the DSG. It's so much faster. And yet you and I didn't like that car as much with the DSG as we did with the manual. I mean, it really it is a situation here where look at the dual clutches from, from BMW. Look at the mm-hmm. fact that Ferrari right. only makes them now. <laughs> right. Okay? I mean, as you know, does Lamborghini. Ma- on and on and on. McLaren is out there with no manual transmissions, and yet we're all drooling on their cars. Right. I mean, the thing the thing that has happened now is that you're, you're right. It, it, there's an interesting thing that, that happens in the YouTube commentary world where we have reached a spot where it is such a personal preference question. There is no reason for you to argue, well, you can't like cars and have a dual-clutch transmission. No, no, they're awesome. But you also can't say, well, come on, if all you want to do is have a car that you enjoy, you, that means go faster. You have to have a dual clutch because the manuals are slower. They may be, but manuals are awesome. So, I mean, it is interesting to see. You, you, you definitely see instantly people's the kind of the bias flag that they wave yeah. and the way that they respond <clears throat> to a, a, a transmission question because it, it absolutely strikes now. They're good enough. It strikes right to the heart of what do you as a driver prefer and also need for your usage. Because there really is – look, if somebody said, oh, I, I, I don't care about CVTs, okay, you are now officially wrong. 
Okay, CVTs <laughs> right. is not what we're talking about. We're not right. even talking about traditional automatics. We're talking about a great dual clutch, and it is such personal preference at this point. It is quite fascinating. My other favorite comment is uh, <laughs> on the Mustangs. Back to the Mustangs briefly. People say, ah, GT350, that's a man's car. Okay. And the only thing I have to say to that is real men don't pay dealer markup the greed to the dealers. Real men get a deal <laughs> on their car. That's all well, I've got to say. But there's been there's been guys that have also commented on that Mustang piece. You're making me remember things now. Comment on that <laughs> Mustang piece that are offended. I mean I mean flat out offended. We dare say there was anything about that car that felt European. That somehow oh. we've insulted the car <laughs> right. to talk about the fact that it has European quality handling. And I'm sitting here going, oh, okay, okay. But again, it's another one of those I'm waving my bias flag, you know. <laughs> right. But well, where, somehow. Has ever, anybody ever said, man, this handles just like the best American cars? Nobody says that. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> they don't. If you got if you got an if you got a Porsche 911 or a BMW M3 and said this handles like a muscle car, now you're offending people. <laughs> right. I mean that's this is not what you're going for, you know. So to have a, to have a genuine muscle car, and I know there's, I mean, if you want a traditional muscle car, yeah, it doesn't handle well. I get it. You want a Challenger in the current lineup. That's pretty much the last one left. The the Mustang and the Camaro have headed more towards sports cars. I think that's progress, but there is a segment that would say it isn't. But I did think it was funny that when you called out the handling as feeling like European refined handling, yeah. which is a total compliment, yeah. there are those guys that in that moment, they are so offended they cannot keep watching. That is funny. <laughs> and to that we say, wonderful. Thanks for watching. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Glad you watched. And, and, and thanks for commenting is the other part of it. It's like, okay, it's cool to read your comment. And, you know, we obviously dive in. We not only read all the comments, which does get insane at times, but we dive in every now and then. We obviously are reading them. We're not responding to all of them. We dive in now and then, and, you know, we try to respond. Even the people that are that are just spitting vile vitriol, we're trying to go, okay, all right, all right, let's at least get a conversation going versus just you're shouting from your keyboard because you think no one's listening. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's interesting to to get into those conversations. And honestly, there's been conversations that have happened in our YouTube comments <laughs> that have started with a lot of venom and have mellowed out over the course of us talking back and forth. And that's yeah, always right. cool. So right. anyway. That is fun. Well, guys, thanks for sticking around this far into the podcast. We're beginning our transition to all things 2017, starting with cars that we, yeah, we want to drive now. before we get into mm. big plans. But uh, as Todd said, please rate and review the podcast because that is going to help us for 2017 in very specific ways that we're getting into now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very important at this point. Remember how we keep asking you? We don't keep asking you just because, hey, we're buddies. We're asking for specific <laughs> reasons that we're about to reveal. So, yeah, as point. I said, fair thanks point. for hanging with us. But uh, 2016 was a monster year for us in so many ways, yes. personally and professionally, all over the map. We hope it was great for you, and we're looking forward to a lot of crazy madness going on. It's the 10-year yeah. anniversary for us, which is huge and amazing. And Which is nuts. My yeah, head explodes nuts. thinking of it. But uh, as we jump in here, let's transition to uh, new cars coming out, things that we haven't okay. driven yet. What do you look forward to? Films you know, that you want to make, that kind of thing, cars you want to drive, sure, stuff that's sure, been announced, yeah. stuff that hasn't been announced. I've got uh, – Probably not as many here as last year, but I've still got a good list. Um, well, you know, it's know funny you, you say think. that. Last year, last year, I think I listed two, <laughs> and I showed up yeah. at the podcast last year, and you said, I have a list of 10, and I suddenly <laughs> felt like, wow, I didn't try hard enough. So this year, I've got about eight that okay. I'm going to run through quickly. Great. But what it was interesting is I actually went back because I was curious. You know, I just got curious about last year's State of the Show uh, podcast. We talked about all this. And out of your 10 cars, by the way, that you listed last year, I'm not even going to go through them all, but out of your 10 cars you listed last year, there was one on there we have not, we did not drive last year, which I felt was a pretty good success story. Yeah. And one yeah. of the ones you listed that we didn't drive last year that is on my short list this year is the Alpha Julia. I want to yeah. drive it, and specifically, yeah. I want to drive it in base form. I want to drive it in base form versus like a base three series. I want to understand that kind of base benchmark of that car. Really intrigued. Look, the, the the super hot one, yes, I'm sure it's going to be only more fun. I'm curious about that base car. And mm -hmm. I'm also curious to see how it ages, which, of course, we won't know for years yet. But that's 
that's very much on my short list. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. I called it out maybe a little bit early, but I think uh, FCA had delays in production and we thought it would be here in 2016, but of course it was not. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm really, really anxious to drive that in, in all forms and just... Yeah, something totally different. And we want to see if, if it's a genuine recommendation for people in the 3 Series, the 5 Series, the Mercedes, yeah. that kind yeah. of shopping in the sedan category. I really want to know if it's something I can recommend to all of you and say, save your money, you know, aspire to this car or not. Sure. I'm really curious sure. yeah. with this thing. Uh, what else is on your list? Uh, well, I mean, I have to say two that I don't know if I'll get to drive, but two that are on my personal short list in the in the look. I'll leave everyday driver for a second and go to crazy exotic world. Okay, good. I want to drive the new NSX and I want to drive the Ford GT. Yeah, I want to drive both of those. Yeah, I don't know what chances we have of either, but for various reasons, I know this sounds kind of weird, but for various reasons, I'm almost more excited about about those two to personally drive than I was the the triumvirate that came out a year ago of the 918, the P1, and the uh, the Ferrari, the Ferrari. Uh, those three, of course, would be interesting. But the the fact that the GT and the NSX are, I mean, are just now dropping. I'm very intrigued by those for a lot of reasons. I don't know that that'll happen, but it's all on my short list for sure. Yeah, nice, nice. If you had a uh, license tag for your La Ferrari, could you just get the T H E and be done with it? <laughs> but <laughs> that would be one that would have to say just to grind it further. That would be one that would you'd have to. That would be the only time I might make an exception to you renaming where your license plate says the name of the car again because Ferrari's already double-named it. So let's just make a joke out of it. Rule of threes, let's just get a third time right. in there. It's the Ferrari, the Ferrari, and the license plate is the Ferrari. That would be a victory. That, that would be that the would one be time I would be like – A genuine victory. That, <laughs> that would be the time where it would say, congratulations, sir, for naming your car with your license plate because that is now genuinely funny. I don't think it says LaFerrari on the back of it. So, you know, it needs something back there to you know, yes, spice but, up all But that the would be one movements. of those enthusiast-only, cannot-stop-laughing, <laughs> but you just did that. I, totally. I, I, I know there's not really enough letters available on anybody's license plates, but I would love to figure that out. <laughs> ah, stupid. All right. Uh, what else? Anything else on your, your short list of things that you're, yeah, you're eyeballing? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll run through three others. I, I'm very curious about the 718 Cayman. Yep, yep. And I don't know how we're going to put all that together. I want to put it together and I want to get some comparison stuff going with that Cayman. I'm very curious about the 718 Cayman S versus your GTS. I really want to get oh, those two yeah. cars together. Oh, yeah. But the the shopping at the base level guy in me goes, what's the base 718 Cayman like? The two yeah. liter. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know it's the lesser. But, of course, because it's turbo, it's going to be tuned. I get all that. I'd be very curious about that one. So in any kind of flavor of that 718 Cayman, we haven't driven those yet. I'm very curious about that. Uh, I, I'm going to say the updated FRS BRZ. I just mm, I would okay. like to know. Okay. It, 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 it's one of those on paper, such a subtle shift. And I don't. I'm, I'm going to say it again. I saw it in person, LA Auto Show. You've ruined the FRS styling. <laughs> that that knows you've done it no favor. I'm going to put you've the old it. beat up clip back on the new car because it looks better. Seriously, yeah. seriously, it's like buy an. Assuming that it's an improvement in other ways, then it'd be buy a new one, find a wrecked one, rip the front bumper <laughs> off of it because it's just you've made it a catfish car. This is not an improvement. But I'm very curious because the 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 listing of the changes seem a little subtle. So I'd be very curious to drive that car for sure. And then I have to say it's going to feel like an oddball, but it but if I had to say one car for 2017, it would be this car, Chevy Bolt. Mm. I want to drive that yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm not expecting an enthusiast powerhouse. It's not what the car's about. I want to drive the Chevy Bolt and go, what is this and is it any good? I'm with you. That's definitely on my list. It's at the top, as a matter of fact, uh, just because of everything that we talk about, especially in recommendation category. It's going to be out there. And I don't think Tesla Model 3s are going to be in 2017. I really have my doubts. I don't think they're yeah. going to be in 2018. No, but we'll see. I mean, for mm -hmm. generally, you know, the public that has ordered one, I think they're still quite a ways away, but I just want to know what it's like to recommend for people who haven't taken notice of electric cars and haven't considered one yeah. and yeah. don't really care that it's not a Tesla. I'm really curious about this car. I'm actually kind of digging it. The more I look at it online, I, it's fun to educate people. I educated my family over the holiday break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They've heard of the Volt, but they haven't heard of the Bolt. 
and it's which sort of is, like, a, is a terrible smell? it's a terrible naming convention because actually it's funny because I get into the conversation with my parents as well over the holiday and my mom even brought it up she said wait don't they have a volt already and I said yeah you you as somebody that isn't that educated on cars have hit on a key problem and that is those two cars the names are I think too close but they're both interesting in their own right but keep going and the uh, you know the larger sedan will be the jolt right I mean. Why not? Oh, oh no! <laughs> Why not? Oh no! You remember? You remember Jolt Cola? <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh! Jolt Cola, all the sugar and twice the caffeine of the leading brand. I don't know why that sticks in my head, but there it is. Free commercial for Jolt, which they don't even make anymore because they probably gave somebody heart attacks long before Red Bull. Yes. So the Chevy Jolt. They even have look. They can just steal that jingle. Problem solved. I don't know what the Jolt does, but there it is. It's the larger sedan with even more power because Jolt Cola had Uh, twice the sugar, twice the caffeine. It's got twice the range. Chevy, you're welcome. It's the the CTS platform version of their electric car that is chasing Model S owners. I see what you're saying. It's the Chevy Jolt. The Jolt. And when that happens, you and I will simultaneously cry and ask for our check. That's what will happen. (laughs) Exactly. After we stop screaming with laughter. Uh, but yes, yes. Uh, the Bolt is high on my list. The Julia, of course, as I mentioned, Honda Civic Type R. Yeah, baby. Okay, I'm sure. Curious, yeah. Is this the next hatch that we need in the U.S.? Because mm. it, is it going to be something that people over forty could buy and look dignified in, or is it really just the under twenty five <laughs> no. crowd? Only I'm if you're asking. me. Hey. Only if you're me could you buy that car and be like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I am really intrigued by this thing. Uh, I think a lot of people are. Uh, Jaguar F-Pace. F-Pace, yeah, baby. I know. I know. I know you want to drive that. Yep. Not surprised. By the way, side note, Mandy's got me uh, jonesing for a Macan now. and uh, Yeah, Chance's wife has got is, is talking to you. Here, here's the thing, though. I'm sorry, <laughs> but talk about fish in a barrel. Talking Paul into buying a Porsche is pretty much the shortest conversation in history. But, yeah, he was talking to Chance's wife the other night, and she's half convinced him to sell the Jeep Cherokee. No, no, that's not fair. She's 90% convinced yeah. him to sell the Jeep Cherokee and buy him a con, and I'm desperately trying to keep you from having, candidly, the just the same car you already have in your Cayman GTS, but now wearing high tops. I mean, I just well, I can I drive it more. Want to get snow. you into something else? It's the ski I car. suppose you know. Yes. I need okay. it for people just... and gear and. Uh... <laughs> Nobody has ever said need and macan in the same <laughs> sentence before. That's just happened, ladies and gentlemen. There well, it was. I hear you. I'm just, you know, starting to sniff around because the Jeep has been okay, but I'm not as in love with it as I thought I would be. And uh, yeah. I've been talking to everybody and, you know, I, I yeah. If you don't know by now, I'm, I'm shopping. I'm sniffing. And I went to but, the local Porsche dealer in Washington and pumped them for information about the 2018 Cayenne. And uh, some other stuff. But uh, I'm back to the Macan. I, I spent the morning after I'm, breakfast drinking my coffee and shopping for Macans. It was great. I'm going to go back to the one I've mentioned to you. I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast yet. I think your next car should be the Mercedes GLC. It's the C-Class in SUV form. If you're looking to replace that Jeep, I think that's your car. Because you're loving mm. their interiors. You like their styling design right now. Uh, it, it keeps you from having two Porsches in the because you'd probably also get the blue. It'd be two Porsches yep. in the yep. garage. It's just it's a great blue. I get it, but come on, the GLC. <laughs> it starts at forty grand and goes up. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know you don't need the big boy AMG. Look, you would enjoy the big boy AMG. I know you, but you don't need that. I don't. I don't. I think I think that GLC is a real contender here, for knowing knowing your tastes and what you're liking with with Mercedes right now, but. Okay, it it may end up being if you're listening to this podcast, you're already envisioning Paul's garage with a Cayman and a Macan. So yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was already trying to spice things up with an M2, and you know, hey, look, a different badge. But you know, we'll we'll just have to see. And we that just means uh, uh. the press cars that we get. Maybe I'm sort of secretly shopping, like F Pace. Maybe we drive the GLC. We get yeah. a press car. Yeah. Start doing there more light SUV reviews because. It does seem to be a car we recommend often to people. Heck, let's get back in a CX-5 and drive that. And, you yeah. know, some of these yeah. well, mid-price range Macans aren't. But you know what I mean. They're, they're 
everybody's sides. making this everybody's making this car because it's the fastest growing fastest selling market and as much as you and I aren't really SUV guys we both own one because of where we live yeah. and yeah. you know that we we what we are looking for is a car you can still enjoy and it be an SUV so it is a thing where maybe we should have those those uh, discussions and uh, and make those videos we got to find an outlet for them but anyway side note all right, last three, uh, Mazda MX-5 RF. We got to get into that car. Uh, what else? You want to see me drive simultaneously crying and my head tilted to the side. Totally. You want to see both happening. Totally. That's really where we're headed. Thanks. Yep. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Uh, definitely the Acura NSX for me as well. I want to I get seat time in that car. And then, of course, the 718 Boxster or Cayman for me. And uh, just really curious about the different power plant and how that uh, – how that relates to the dynamics of the car. We already love the dynamics and, and how it moves, but I'm just curious as to the yeah, different power yeah. and the way it makes power in these cars. And if you haven't seen, Thomas has done a review in Europe already on the 718 Boxster and given us his impressions on that, but uh, has certainly mm -hmm. beat us to, to that video. We want to do one as well, but it'll be more on the comparison side of things, comparing it to my yeah. car and, if we can, a few others, just to talk about different powertrains in the Cayman. So... Look for that. Well, and as, as we talked about, you're right, as we talked about in Tom's piece on the 718, one of the things I loved about him getting in that 718 Boxster is he comes with no Porsche experience at all. Yeah. He comes with no background. And you and I are buried in it after 50 years of 911 and you <laughs> right. and Caymans. I mean, we've driven all the Porsche models and all kinds of variants. And while sometimes, granted, I get annoyed with this far before you do, but sometimes we both get annoyed in kind of the, well, you can't do that because Porsche history says you stick with that a lot longer than I do. I just go, I don't care. But uh, <laughs> but but we both have that background to step into the 718 and really talk about, okay, how has this changed? Do we like it better or worse? I, I'm very intrigued by that reality. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Well, uh, we've been delaying long enough, I suppose, and uh, it's now time to really dive into our plans. And uh, I'll let you just go ahead and dive right into the big news that we are looking at uh, for 2017. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll touch on some of the headlines. We can drill down as far as you want. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, let's, I think there's three major areas. There's what's happening with the podcast. There's what's happening with adventures. And then what's happening with our content, our video content, what's happening with that. So just kind of the headlines really quickly, the, the podcast, based on some of your comments, one of the things we've seen a lot, and we love it, is that you guys love the Facebook questions. Now, obviously, we aren't doing Facebook questions tonight, but we're going to do Facebook questions. We might even broaden that so we're taking them on Instagram and other places because we know some of you guys aren't on Facebook and want to send us questions. So we are going to keep the questions going, but we're also going to have some podcasts that are just topic-based where maybe we do a car debate instead of two, and we spend the rest of the time talking about a specific enthusiast-related topic. You guys ask us lots of topic-related questions. It may be things like, these are ones we've already talked about, things like, okay, so the $10,000 sports car. Just mm -hmm. talk about that right. topic. Right. You know, these kind of things. Talk about uh, <clears throat> actual habit, longer tire discussion, because clearly I want to talk about tires. But, you know, just just – Pick a topic that is enthusiast interesting, and we can talk about it from our experience, from our research, from what we know, what we see, what we see is coming. Um, just so some some of those topic based podcasts. So that's being discussed, and of course, you've said it a million times. So have we. More guests. We're going to work on that as well. It won't be a weekly thing by any means, but uh, we do want to get a lot more guests on. So that's kind of the podcast headline. Yeah, and I will say quickly about the reviews that we ask for. That definitely relates to sponsorship for the podcast because sponsors want to see ratings and reviews and that bumps mm, the yeah, podcast yeah. in numbers. And so by you rating and reviewing helps our metrics to present to sponsors that we're looking at mm -hmm. for 2017 for the podcast. So keep that in mind. That's why we ask for that. Well, and, and also keep in mind, you bring up sponsors. I mean, we, we, we've got a, a top five automotive podcast regularly. That's where we are, yeah, which is yeah. kind of nuts to us, but we, we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we want to, but the whole reason to go to the topics thing is to keep, uh, keep things light because the, the, one of the issues – I mean, look, this is a first-world problem issue I'm about to bring up. But we have a tendency to keep coming back to the same cars in a lot of our recommendations. That's not because we can't see other cars. It's because if you're going to talk about this, the top cars in certain categories, the same cars keep coming up because yep. those are the cars that are the best ones in those categories. So 
the ability to go to topics is going to let us spread out. But, you know, as the podcast grows, sponsors have approached us already, honestly. And we want to have sponsors that we feel like relate directly back to you guys. Right, you know, we right. could we could advertise, you know, this food product delivered to your door. That I no. <laughs> no. Okay. So we've had some sponsors approach us that have not been a good fit, we don't feel like, for us and for us to talk about it. If we're going to talk about a sponsor, we want it to be a sponsor we've used and we agree with and we like so right. you guys can feel like we're not just – somebody handed us a check. So right. all of this exactly. relates. You're, you're, I'm glad you're bringing that up because all of that relates to what we're doing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, the sponsors are, are going to be something we're, we're really looking closely at and pursuing, but it's got to be, you know, hey, you guys sold out. You're just taking a check. Well, no, we've, you know, really worked hard because it's Todd and I's name on the podcast and on the videos, yeah. and we want quality, and we want to work with those same types of companies that we use the same products too, and we like it, and we can yeah. speak naturally about it rather than just reading ad copy and here's yeah. the product and blah, and you don't care. You're never going to buy the product. You're hitting the jump button to try and get past it and <laughs> liking us less for doing so. It's more about, hey, here's a cool product. I, hey, the guys are recommending this. Along the lines of the reason you take our opinion seriously is because we drive so many cars and yeah. you know, have so much experience. So it's going to be the same thing along the lines of sponsorship that we want as well. So keep that in mind. And and those that's sponsors, you know, that's <laughs> – any place we get income from, any of our income streams related to the, to the show, allow us to grow the show, create more content. That's ultimately what we want to do, especially create more films. So that's where all of that heads back, which kind of side notes us a little bit into with our adventures, uh, which was something that grew very organically out of you guys responding. We are working on some sort of North American-based adventure uh, for this calendar year. We don't have specifics on that yet, so I can't go any further. But we are talking about doing something kind of like our uh, European pilgrimage trip here in the U.S. It'll be on a smaller scale, maybe only two, three, four days instead of the, the most of a week thing that pilgrimage is. But pilgrimage is happening again. Late yes. September, many of you have already signed up to ask for more info when we have specific dates. That's all we're waiting on for the full announcement is specific dates for the track days we can lock in. But it will be probably the second half of September 2017, which we're in that now. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, that'll happen as well. We're very excited about doing that trip again. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe even some repeat customers, maybe, guys, you want to come back? And the big thing for Pilgrimage this year is we put our drivers in specific cars without really giving much of an option to upgrade. You could, mm -hmm. but especially mm -hmm. for those guys listening, you've gone on the trip already, or you know, if, uh, if you get checked off by some of the pro drivers there on track, you'll have the option of upgrading now, and we're going to be pushing that more. And I think this year we'll have even more options than just, you know, the cars that we had were fun, the 235i oh, yeah, and absolutely. the Renault no, no. again, the 265. But, uh, you know, upgrading cars and, you know, ratcheting things up a bit, uh, there's, there's always well, that. So. Yeah. I mean, what you're speaking to is the fa back to where we started. You know, p the pilgrimage trip went really well, but we also had kind of, for lack of a better way to put it, we've kind of walled it in of you pay this only amount, everybody pays only the same amount, and you get exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. What we're looking for is to have upgrade options available where you could do the exact same trip people did last year with those same cars, and you will have plenty of fun. Ask anyone that went. Uh, we have plenty of fun. Those are the cars we drove in the original pilgrimage film. But we're going to have like upgrade options of I would like more track time or I would like this car. Or we're, and we're working on what those are going to be, but it'll be you'll have those selection options just to vary the trip up if people would like to do that. That's what we're hoping for for this year's pilgrimage. That's the big change in discussion. And then I suppose we've probably stalled long enough and should talk about what happens <laughs> with video. Yeah. Should we do that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. Um, it's uh, <laughs> It's along the lines of the continual comments that we get about how – underrated we are as a channel and mm. you guys have noticed people who find us for the first time notice and leave us comments on just about every video that we've got online for the past 10 years mm. and yeah. Todd and I feel that our YouTube subscription numbers reflect this as in we're thankful for the 175,000 subscribers that we have at this point in time Definitely. at the beginning Definitely. of 2017 we want that to continue and grow but we're looking past YouTube at this point yeah yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, the thing about YouTube is it's a fantastic place to get a brand out and brand established. That's happened with us. You know, I mean, the guys that vlog and do five, six vlogs a week, they have torn right past us and have millions of subscribers and bless them. It's just not what we do. Right. What we started with was a show that was supposed to be on television. We wound up on the web. 
And if you look at folks that make high-quality car reviews, which is what we strive to do, they mostly have done one of two things. They've either wound up on demand, like a motor trend, or they've wound up on television, like a drive. Or, and or, they've done some sort of merger, like the Grand Tour guys now on Amazon. I mean, the, a lot of the folks that, if you're doing high-quality content for the web, it's because it wasn't entirely made just for the web. It was made through some other business model. I'm, I'm leading this as much as I possibly can to say two things. We are not leaving YouTube. We will still have content for YouTube. The frequency of it and the look of it may change a bit because what's happening is we're headed for TV. Yep. Uh, so the second quarter of 2017, I mean, look, I'm, I'm saying stuff that this news is so fresh the ink isn't dry, okay? So <laughs> I reserve the right to change it. But yes, second quarter yes. 2017, we're talking Velocity Channel, and we're incredibly excited about a half-hour show on Velocity uh, first season will be, by its sheer nature, will have some recycled web content. But I say recycled to say not the exact same thing you saw on the web. It's just same content done differently because we already have it. But we're very excited about doing 13 weeks of TV this year. That's what we've always wanted to do. And then we have the the deal itself allows us to fill some some commercial spots. So... We're looking to fill some spots from sponsors that may be listening right now that want to say, hey, or you may know somebody that, w that would like to advertise with Everyday Driver on Velocity Channel later this year. Contact us because we're looking for you. We'd love to have you. We have a few spots to fill. Let's do it. Yep, exactly right. So if you're listening and you know somebody with a company or have some inroads, uh, we've got some spots to fill, as Todd said, and we're looking for – you know, we're, we're putting the opportunity out there for those advertisers mm -hmm. to have a 30-second spot that will show on Velocity Channel starting in April 2017. So the first four months of this year, Todd and I are going to be very busy, but uh, <laughs> we're putting that out there. So if uh, that, we want to get you have thinking, already made the understatement of 2017. Yeah, yeah. The fact that the next four months will be very busy is already – you will not trump that, my friend, in the understatement <laughs> of 2017. That is the truth. Yikes. Well, yeah, we're, we're putting this out there because uh, we're, um, we're looking to fill some spots, as we said, and, and uh, wanting to push forward to, with that. So if you see this as an opportunity or you might know somebody, please contact us. And the email address is everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. Or you can mm -hmm. write to us via the website as well. So everydaydriver.com. And you can find a way to contact us on there as well as the car debates. If you've got your own car debate, please write to us. Mm -hmm. But that's the big news. We're, we're looking yeah. at this, and uh, it's going to be a huge well, ramp-up year for us. It is, and, and I have to be my own devil's advocate real quick because I, I can hear you, person that's listening to the podcast right now, going, why would you want to be on TV? TV is dead. Nobody watches TV anymore. Everything's online now. Yes and no. Because the fascinating thing about YouTube that we have learned candidly, kind of the hard way, is that YouTube, unless you're doing vlogging, YouTube is not a place where a bunch of people want to go and just sponsor. They just right. don't. Right. And that's why you have Motor Trend going on demand and Drive Channel going to TV. I mean, this is why this has happened, because they've learned the hard way, too, that good production value is not rewarded on a spot like YouTube, and you have to wind up somewhere else. And the fascinating thing is, while every sponsor or company you can think of is chasing web advertising like crazy... They are all still very interested in advertising on television, which is one of the interesting things that's come out of our discussions about headed toward television is we've seen some of these metrics, and we've been kind of both jaw-dropped by the level of television watching that still occurs. It dwarfs what I think we all believe because we mm -hmm. all hear news-wise and consume on demand and go, oh, that's the only place anybody watches anything. Right, right. Uh, not really the case, and sponsors are really willing to spend genuine money to sponsor television in a way that they don't seem to be on the web, which is fascinating. So uh, we're excited about all of this brings because it'll only allow us to grow, do bigger films, do more films, do the stuff that you guys like seeing, which we're thrilled about. And speaking of growth, there is the category of folks who might not catch us on YouTube or have never heard of the Everyday Driver brand. Absolutely. And oh, yeah. watching television might come across us, and therefore it sparks not just advertising but growth. And looking for growth numbers mm -hmm. and being able to reach more of an audience that way, 
you, you might think that's crazy because all of you consume, we, we do too. You know, we're just buried in, in uh, internet-based kinds of content. But there is still a lot of people who don't necessarily watch much on YouTube. Hard to believe. Yeah. Just as people don't really buy stuff on Amazon. There, is, there are those people. <laughs> they don't shop on Amazon. That exists. Hard as it is to believe. But that's yeah. what we found. And with the television model, especially using the Nielsen ratings, which you've all heard of, they really have their way of, of gaining metrics very locked down. And so it's something mm -hmm. that you can trust, that we can trust, to know that we can reach a specific amount of people, which is why we've considered it. So it's, it's growth in both areas. Yeah. yeah, agreed. And what's funny is, I mean, the number of people that found us still find us, honestly, as a result of our feature films. You know, you've never heard of Everyday Driver, but right. you watched 50 Years of 9-11. That was on Velocity for two years. Right. And a huge number of people found us. In fact, I, you probably remember this, Paul. You and I and Edgar were shooting the uh, M235i and Audi S3 piece in the middle of nowhere. And a guy <laughs> pulled by in a pickup and was looking at us kind of suspiciously. And whenever that happens, we're setting up cameras on the front of a car. We're setting up cameras. We're waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's like, why are you looking at us that way? What's going right. on? And at that point, you don't know where it's going to go. And he leaned out of the window and he goes, you guys did that Porsche film, didn't you? I forgot Which was about the, that. The last, the last sentence any of us expected to come out of this guy's mouth. He said, I just watched that yesterday. I forgot. Oh, my gosh. He'd, I don't think he'd ever seen us online. He was an old, crusty guy in an old, beat-up pickup. I don't think he'd ever seen us online. But he recognized – because you, you and I were putting, on, putting cameras on a car, but we're in uniform. I'm in red. You're in blue. He, the day before, seen it on Velocity and rolled up and was like, you guys did the Porsche film. So we're always surprised <laughs> at that, yeah. that crossover of seeing that on Velocity and finding us that way. We've got some very serious fans that way. So that is, that'll be an exciting crossover as well. Holy cow. It's out there. Uh, <laughs> yep. We're, uh, we're going to have a huge year, and we are really, really happy that you're along for the ride. Tell everyone you know and write to us with all your ideas. We are, we are ready and willing and able. And uh, Well, we might not be ready. We might not be ready, but still, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm kind of putting it out there, aren't I? Yikes. I, I, I am still, I'm, still, I'm still volleying for the 36-hour day because I could use it. Oh I gosh. really have, yeah, I have the work to do, uh, but it's going to be a blast anyway for sure. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2017. Cheers.